Pod Squad. Welcome to another episode of How Did I Miss This with yours truly, Megan. That's me. First of all, this episode is going to be dropping right after the 4th of July holiday weekend. So happy 4th, everybody. I hope everyone had a safe and lovely holiday. With this holiday in mind, we are going to talk about the film Independence Day. Because, <laughs> you know, 4th of July, Independence Day, it all ties together. <laughs> But yes, we're going to talk about the film Independence Day, starring a whole bunch of people that I was very pleased to see work together. It was a very fun time. But let's dive right in. This movie came out in 1996. I was six years old. And it was directed by Roland Emmerich. I personally don't think I know another Roland Emmerich movie, but then again, I'm that person who's like, I don't know anything. And then later on, I'm like, oh, wait, yes, I do. So if you all know a Roland Emmerich movie that I probably know, but don't know at this moment that I know, just let me know. The music was scored by David Arnold, which was a pretty fun score. It didn't really stand out to me. I feel like a lot of action movies for me, the music just is kind of muted by the action. <laughs> and this movie had a lot of action. Let's talk about this cast. When you Google it, the first person to pop up is Will Smith. He, to me, is not the star of the movie. And that's nothing against Will Smith. I just don't think he was the central focus of the movie. But Will Smith is in this movie. He plays Captain Stevens, and he's great. We have Jeff Goldblum. We have Bill Pullman in this movie. I'm pretty sure when I was doing the live review, my in real-time reaction review, I called him Bill Paxton. <laughs> I like was like, is that Bill Paxton? And I was like, wait, nope, that's not. That's a different person. I know who Bill Paxton is. <laughs> no, this was Bill Pullman. I actually don't think I knew his last name until right now, but I've known who he was. I mean, he's in one of my favorite romance movies, While You Were Sleeping. And if you haven't seen it, shame on you. We got Vivica A. Fox, man. What a fox. She is a lovely, beautiful black woman. We have Margaret Cullen. We have Judd Hirsch. We've got Mary McDonald. We have Randy Quaid. Randy's character, uh, his name is Russell. I'm like looking at him during this movie and I'm like, how do I know this guy? And it didn't hit me honestly until like damn near the end when he's definitely a more relevant character that I was like, oh, that's the uncle from National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. He's the guy in the RV. And coincidence, he's got an RV in this movie too. We have Robert. Ooh, is it Logia? Logia? Correct me, guys. We all know I am not great at pronunciation. We have Mae Whitman, who is a tiny child in this movie. And the whole time I'm like, why does she look familiar? Because it's Mae Whitman. And I totally know her as a grown woman now. So we have Harry Connick Jr. What a surprise for me because I love him and his music. I know nobody is, not nobody, not everybody is a jazz fan, but go listen to Harry Connick Jr. His music is so good. And then we have Harvey Firestein, who I love. And I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but like hairsprays nothing without him. The musical guys, not the product. He's an amazing actor. I love, I loved this cast. It was so fun. So let's get into the plot of this film, right? As we all know, going into these movies that I review, I literally know like 
nothing about them. I may know like one thing. I knew nothing about this movie. I knew Will Smith was in this movie, but that was as far as my knowledge took me. So it's an alien movie. Fun on Independence Day, right? The aliens are coming. They're invading our planet. Turns out that they're kind of like asshole aliens who are going to all different kinds of planets because they want to suck all the natural resources out of the planets that they are attacking. We follow like four groups of people pretty much. We've got Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox and their storyline. We've got Jeff Goldblum and his wife Margaret. That's not her character name but the actress Margaret. We have their storyline. We've got the president who is Bill Pullman. I'm just going to group it as the president and the military. I literally have it in my notes here. Drunk dad family which if you haven't guessed would be Randy Quaid's character and his kids. So we follow these four groups obviously like they start off pretty separate and then they all come together and save the world pretty much it was fun it was a ride man I gotta say it was a total ride of a movie I think this movie was like two and a half hours or something like that I'm not typically the person who will automatically divide a movie into like first second and third acts I just feel like sometimes I don't know where the first act and the second act will end or begin sometime. Well, and we all know when the first act begins to start of the movie. But you get what I mean. <laughs> this movie was very obvious to me, right? Like first act, we've got aliens coming. They are invading. They're planting ships strategically throughout the U.S. of A. Then they start blowing shit up. Like this movie starts off like quick. To me, at least, the first act pretty much ends with the explosions of all these major cities, right? Like the aliens were like, fuck you guys, humans suck. It's pretty much what happens. Then we've got the second act. The president is told about Area 51 and then we find ourselves there in Area 51. And then the whole second act to me just felt like the moment in a movie where we just have to fill time. I just thought that there were so many things going on that sometimes I felt either did it need to happen? Why is this happening? And then it just hit me like, okay, we're just filling the movie with jargon. But the second act was definitely like a slow burn compared to that first act where it's just like, there's a timer. We gotta go this and that and then explosion. And now we're just like coasting through act two. But then it picks up again in act three where we find the solution to our alien problem. And then we go up into the spaceship and for a lack of better term, we fuck shit up you guys and it's pretty great yeah it was a solid clear like one two three act movie for me but it was fun I really enjoyed it I gotta say for 1996 CGI and digital stuff it was impressive I mean there were times where I was like what that's fake it was pretty solid there's a giant mothership that's still up in space you know she's planted she's like mm, I'm gonna chill here for a little bit and then she like pew 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna send out my little pods or whatever you want to call them and so they're all planted like New York Washington LA one thing that I really liked that Jeff Goldblum's character that they showed when he first came up was he was playing chess with his dad he made it so clear to like someone else when he was explaining this alien situation he's like they're positioning themselves strategically like this is a chess game right now they are setting themselves up for some major shit to go down and he was right you know like they set themselves up in this major city and the explosions were just insane insane 
insane. And I'm pretty sure when I did my live reaction, when they blew up the White House, I was like, oh, damn, that's where this is from. I think I've seen that image in other movies, but I'm like, what is that? Why would we do that? It's because it's from this movie. Like we see all of these explosions happen. There's this one character, Vivica A. Fox's character is a stripper and she is talking to her stripper friend who is like, oh my God, I'm going to go to this building and see the aliens because like that's the cool thing to do she was like girl I got a bad feeling don't do that just don't do it please don't do it and of course she did it she goes up to this building the building's like right underneath the spaceship thing pod whatever it is and it starts to open up and they're like oh my god it's beautiful and within seconds that beam of fire laser thing came down and pummeled through each building it blew up and then just sent fire waves down all the streets and it just engulfed each city that it blew up it was wild gotta say as a kid who lived through 9-11 it was pretty pretty like PTSD a little bit watching the New York one watching all of it but definitely the New York one because I'm pretty sure it was the Empire State Building they blew up and I was just like oh nope Nope. It was just a very uncomfortable feeling for me, as I'm sure it would be for a lot of people who rewatch that movie now. It's just like, oof. Ah. I also got to say, this movie started off on such a fast pace with this invasion that Bill Pullman as president, first of all, he's a great president in this movie. Ugh, his monologue towards the end when he is like trying to inspire these pilots, I'm like, yes, please please, we need some of this in our politics in real life. Like this come together unison moment. It was just the creme de la creme of monologues. It was so good. But at the beginning of this movie, right? I'm just sitting here and I'm like, damn, way to wake up and be president. Like I wouldn't want that job that day. Are you kidding me? Like, no, you woke up and there's aliens invading your planet and then everybody's like blowing up. Like, no, (laughs) I just felt really bad for him in that moment. They show everybody's reaction to, these aliens showing up and I just love that we finally get to Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox because they are a couple in this movie and Buckwheat from The Little Rascals is their kid such a great time I was so happy to see that little kid we get to them and the kid is like mom dad you gotta come see this and they're like oh we're tired no later honey and it's like later there might not be a later like get your ass up I love that they were like just last to know and even Vivica A. Fox like she came walking out and looks at Will and like hey baby what do you want for breakfast or you want some coffee and he's just staring at this giant alien pod right in front of their house and she's like oh my god when she finally notices she was like oh and oh like that's exactly what happened it was so weird just seeing everyone like slowly understand what was happening okay so we've got all these i divided them into four groups will and vivica we've got the president and his military we've got jeff goldblum and his wife and then we've got again i call them drunk dad family everybody felt super necessary except drunk dad family which the daughter was definitely the teenage daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire like recognized her right away but like the kids to drunk dad felt so bland like they were just not necessary the only reason they were necessary is for what he does at the end we'll get to that but whenever they were cutting to the kids I'm just like I don't I don't care about you (laughs) 
mean, like, I feel bad saying it. We can't talk about the explosions without talking about the most anxious moment in the entire movie, which is Vivica A. Fox trying to get out of town with her kid and their dog. Okay, we all know how I feel about dogs at this point or just animals in general in these movies. If animals get hurt in movies, it should be like against the law. (laughs) Right. Let's do the math. Dogs slash animals are greater than humans. That's just how it is. Oh my God. So in this sequence, right, we're watching all these cities explode. And then we get to Vivica, who is sitting in her car in traffic, which... By the way, if there is a time where we call for evacuation, I'm sorry, I'm not leaving right away. Why? Because everybody is leaving right away. You're not going to get to where you need to go because everyone and their great, 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 great grandmama are in a car driving away. (laughs) I sat there and I'm like, you're not leaving. You're going to get stuck in traffic. Why are we all fighting? Like, it was just a whole thing. But Vivica and her son and the dog are in their car. The explosion has happened and they're just watching watching this ball of fire come towards them and Vivica's like oh no she grabs her baby she's like we gotta run she's like running through all these cars she comes across this door she uses her badass mom force and she kicks down that door I mean it took a few kicks but she kicked that door down and then she goes in with her son and I'm sitting there like where's the dog what happened to the dog where is the dog like I'm so glad you're safe but where is the dog and then she calls to the dog I don't know what the dog's name is. Let's call him Bingo. She's like, Bingo. And then the dog comes over. She sees him running, right? And then the dog jumps into the door. And as he's slow motion jumping into the door, I was like, oh my God, they're going to show him get like incinerated or something like, ah, no, the dog makes it y'all. And he makes it through the whole movie. Yes, we're here for it. (laughs) The dog makes it alive and well to the end of that movie. But that sequence, I just felt so anxious. I, I was not okay. I really enjoyed the fact, though, that when this invasion started, that there was a genuine time frame for everything. So Jeff Goldblum's character is a who scientist of some kind. But like, I don't know. They never really clarified or maybe I missed it. But he knows some stuff about gadgets and technology and stuff like that. He was able to, I don't know how, intercepted or found this sneak way that the aliens were like blocking our satellites and like the satellite connections and the way to communicate and he picked up what they were communicating or what they were saying or something like that and it turned out to be like a countdown and I just appreciated that it wasn't like oh we're going to blow up your planet in 24 hours I mean don't get me wrong I think it was like three days total but it was three days of like a whole lot of fighting it wasn't just like one big battle at the end it was literally like y'all got 30 seconds before the first beam of laser blows your shit up and I I was like, okay, oh, we're starting fast. Y'all got like 30 seconds. Like, let's go. Everybody move it. And I appreciated that as the audience, it like amps up our like, "Ah," you know what I mean? I appreciated the real time that it was to do these explosions and everything. One thing I also found myself feeling... in this movie was after the explosions everybody's kind of separated so like the president from the first lady is separated Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox are 
separated. Like everybody's separated. And I really felt for these characters when Will is like, oh my God, did she die? And Vivica's like, oh my God, did he die? And then it was just like, oh man, no, they're not dead. Let's reunite everybody, please. I was like, these reunited moments are going to be so good. And they were. I thoroughly enjoyed them. I mean, Will's character said it like a few times how he loves to make an entrance and he sure did. He came like swooped down on a helicopter and was like, hey, baby. (laughs) And they reunited and it was really cute. Come to find out Vivica had come across the first lady who we thought was dead. Turns out her helicopter went down. She did not die in that moment. She does die when she's reunited with her daughter and Bill Pullman and... (sighs) I was sad for that. I was like, we found this character alive only to bring her back to say goodbye to her family and then die. Uh, It was just so heart-wrenching, like, for that moment. I felt really bad, especially for the daughter, because she looks at him and goes, is mommy sleeping now? And I was like, oh my god, oh my god. I said this in the reaction video, but guys, I tear up at everything dad commercials dogs in a commercial so like when she said that my eyes got you know they got a little watery (laughs) and I was like oh my god this is just oh god at area 51 by the way and we're gonna talk about that for a hot second because tell me how this president did not know about area 51 he didn't know it was real he didn't know that there were people there he didn't know anything and I felt so bad for him because then he had this advisor guy James Rebhorn who played Albert Nimzicki so James Rebhorn plays this guy who's like an advisor right and he is such a dick the whole time he's just like let's nuke everything if there's casualties so be it we just gotta get these aliens out of here and I'm like no that's not the answer because they're on I'm assuming Air Force One they're all arguing about what to do and this and this and that and Jeff Goldblum's dad who again is played by Judd Hirsch who I adore in this movie he's just a great Jewish dad who's just so adorable he comes in he's like don't tell me that you guys couldn't prevent this like what you guys know all about this stuff you've got Area 50 and don't tell me that you don't have any spaceships there so don't tell me that you couldn't prevent this and the president's like no like what are you talking about I don't know what kind of like mystery TV you're watching but that's not real and then this guy's like ah Mr. President it's not entirely true and then brings everybody to Area 51 where they have some serious freaking proof that these guys have been here before and they have like all this knowledge and it's like why would you not tell the president why would you not do that like why why this guy was a dick first of all second of all let's get real we all know era 51 is real (laughs) watch the government come for me after this (laughs) like miss policia you have to like i'd be like sure that's fine there's no way that we are the only ones out there And there's no way that we haven't been visited. There's just no way. So we're in Area 51. We meet these scientists who are so fun. They were supposed to be, I think, the highlight for me in this act two when we're heavily in Area 51 trying to figure out what we're going to do with these aliens, right? But they die really quick. 
but the scientists are fun because they don't leave Area 51. And so they're like, oh, my God, people, Mr. President, it's an honor. You know, we don't. Nah, nah, nah. It's just like it was amusing for me to watch. But then Will Smith, right? Him and Harry Connick Jr. are flying through the air because they're like, flight fire what do you call them some kind of pilot like fire pilots fight fighter fighter pilots and they're fighting some spaceships and going pew 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 pew. pause the first battle that we come across of our fighter jets fighting these alien pods which spew out smaller pods it is so star wars it's ridiculous i felt i was watching a star wars movie heads up Star Wars is also on my list. I have not really sat through and taken in Star Wars, so I will review it at some point. But I know enough to know when Will Smith and Harry Connick Jr. were fighting these aliens, I felt like I was in a Star Wars movie watching some Star Wars shit. It was wild. Unfortunately, Harry Connick Jr.'s character does die. I don't understand his death, though, because... He was like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to try something. And Will's like, don't do it. I don't understand what he tried. He literally took off his mask and then died. They shot his ship and he died. And I was like, what were you going to do? I don't understand what he was going to do. Will Smith is still flying. He's got one alien ship on his tail. He ejects from his ship and then the alien ship like crashes or whatever. They're on the ground now. And Will goes up to this alien spaceship that has crashed with him and opens the ship. And then the alien pops out. And Will Smith said, fuck you and ducked him in the face. He punched an alien in the face. Come to find out later, he didn't just punch the alien in the face. He punched the alien wearing his alien armor suit. I thought it was just the alien and that's what had happened. But underneath the suit was like the actual alien. And apparently they're like just as fragile as humans or whatever, which us humans are pretty tough. So like whatever. So he punched this alien who was wearing his armor and like knocked him out. (laughs) And then he's like walking through the desert, dragging this alien. And I thought that image was so fun. So we get this alien into Area 51. The scientists are going to dissect it and try to learn more as we're about to face off. And turns out the alien's not dead. I mean, why would he be? It was just a punch to the face, right? But he emerges and he starts killing all the scientists in the room. And these aliens can't talk. I guess the way they communicate is like by touch, it seems. He wrapped his like little tentacle fingers around the scientist's neck and was like communicating through that. So that was actually a pretty cool alien thing to have. But then all the scientists, all the fun scientists die. And that was the end of that. And I was like, oh, where's the second act going? But we find out that Jeff Goldblum and his wife are still madly in love with each other, but they can't be together because priority and pride and whatever. And it's just like a whole thing. And things start to pick up, though, when Jeff Goldblum's character who's having pretty much a temper tantrum in this moment. He's like trashing this room and his dad's like, what are you doing, son? And he's like, if I make Earth unlivable and unattractive, maybe they'll leave. And it's like, they're already here. You having an alcoholic drunken fit is not going to change that. (laughs) But he has this aha moment where he's like, oh my God, I can upload a virus into the alien's defense system 
because you know that makes sense and it'll bring down their what should we call it their shield they have like the shield that's protected this is why they can't nuke this sorry didn't don't think i mentioned this we as a country cannot nuke the shit out of these aliens because they have a force shield that's protecting them and jeff goldblum's character's like oh my god i'm gonna upload a virus because technology this movie for what it is it is a campy kind of film it is a corny film but i'm not gonna sit here and question all that why because i enjoyed it you're telling me that computer technology is going to upload a virus and then we can blow everybody up and that's it fine i'm gonna believe that explanation and that's what happens so now we're like going at it will smith and jeff goldblum are going into space which i was actually really happy for this moment because will smith's character was uh, like the whole beginning of the movie was like all i want to do is go to space It's been my dream forever since I was a little boy. But yeah, Will Smith's character is just, he really wants to go to space and now he gets to. And I'm just so happy for him because who doesn't want to fulfill their dreams? Jeff Goldblum's character and Will Smith's character in the same pod going into space was just very enjoyable to watch. (laughs) Their banter back and forth was just really classic stuff that I really enjoyed. So they're going out into space to the mothership, right? And then we've got all these fighter jets, including the president. Uh, And this is when he gives his big speech. He gives this amazing speech to all these people about coming together and just like being not only a country, but a world united because we find out that like England's got jets coming, Japan, China, all of these countries are coming together. We're going to protect humanity at this point, which I'm watching this and I'm like, gosh, can we have some of that, please? Like, let's sprinkle some of this unity so maybe we can, like, make sense of some shit in our own real time. After the president's amazing speech, he suits up and gets his ass into a fighter jet. Why? Because he is an amazing badass president in this movie. And I was here for it. Apparently, he used to be like a fighter jet in the past. And so he knows what he's doing. So he was like, I'm not just going to have my people go and do this for me. I'm going to do it with them. And I was like, hell yeah, Mr. President, go do it. So they're all flying in the air and going pew, pew, pew. You're pew, 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 pew. You know, we're all shooting at everybody and shooting at all the aliens. This is where drunk dad comes into play because he is a pilot as well at the beginning of the movie we learn that he's a crop duster he knows how to fly a plane so he volunteers to help with this mission and they're all in the air and they're flying and they're pew pewing at all of the aliens at one point the president's like all right i'm gonna shoot at the middle of the the spaceship where the laser is gonna come down and hopefully it'll blow everything up he shoots his missile and it misses then he's like oh i'm out of missiles and then everyone else is out of missiles what are we do drunken dad he comes up and he's like i'm here mr president i got you but then twist his missile is faulted in some way and it will not shoot so what does he do he has a moment where he looks at the picture that he took with him of his three kids uh he looks at that picture and he's like you know what tell my kids i love them and he takes his jet and flies right up into that spaceship and it implodes and he saves the day and it was so 
cool. Because then they only show one kid, not even all three kids. The oldest kid is the one that's like, Dad, what are you doing? And they're like, you should be proud of your father, son. And he's like, I am. Even though he was a drunk dad my whole life, I believe him. And he's a great guy. I do love what drunk dad did. I thought his character was obviously needed, but I just don't know if we needed the kids. But whatever. It was a choice they made. It happened. We have exploded this ship and I loved it and... Yeah, the ending was really fun. Definitely got some anxiety, you know, back into action for the audience because Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum get stuck inside the mothership and we're like, oh my God, are they going to make it out? Spoiler, they do. We watch like the mothership implode, which was also really fun to see. And then everybody reunites at the end. It was a lot of movie, but I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun time. I think we as humans can learn a little bit about unity from this movie but it was really enjoyable I really I really liked it I liked the characters I understand when people are like "Eh, Independence Day like you could see it but like it's like really corny and it is but it still holds up to me I think that it's fun I thoroughly enjoyed it And now for my rating, I don't know if it was spectacular enough for two thumbs up, but it's not like a thumbs down. I'm going to give it a thumb and a half, which is one thumbs up and my other thumb turned to the side. (laughs) It's a thumb and a half for me. Thumbs up and a half. It was enjoyable. I definitely enjoyed myself. Is it Oscar worthy? No. (laughs) But it was it's a fun one. And if you haven't watched it, please go do yourself uh, a fun time and uh, and watch it. Which, let me just bring up, by the way, if you haven't watched any of the movies that I review, please still listen. By the title, you can see what I'm reviewing and either watch it beforehand and see if we see eye to eye on these things or listen to my review and see if it entices you to watch the movie. Either way, these are just little fun things that I like to do. But thanks again, guys, for joining me on another movie adventure with Independence Day. It was a fun time. As always, please like, subscribe, give me some five-star ratings. It would be greatly appreciated. And I really hope that you're enjoying listening slash watching these as much as I am enjoying doing them. So thanks for stopping by, Pod Squad. I'll see you next time. Bye.